Well, we have a million dollars up top. That's a positive, right? Um, this slate, however, not expected to be the best games, but hey, there's still money to make. There's still money to be made. Welcome, guys. My name's DK. In this video, we're gonna be breaking down the two-game DFS slate, Monday Night Football. For some reason, we have two games today. I don't really know why, um, and they're not the best games. But like I said, still big prize pools. Um, if you guys are looking for more in-depth content, you can check my Patreon link down below for either DFS or for uh, player prop stuff. We've been on a massive heater for player props. Um, 21-3 and three run going into Sunday Night Football. Um, and uh, yeah, hoping to keep it going. I did just upload a video talking about three player props I like for tonight. So if you guys are interested in that, make sure to check that one out. Also, sponsor of this video is Parlay Play. If you guys are not on Parlay Play, you can use the uh, link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus. Uh, I'll be, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna tweet out a play tonight that I like on Parlay Play. Uh, but it's a player prop site, and uh, I recommend getting on as many of these as possible. If you are um, taking player props, you know, on Prospects Underdog, get on many of these, get on as many of these sites as possible. Take advantage of their deposit match bonuses, and then search for that value. So if you're interested, link down below or use the code DKDFS. Um, you can win 75 extra money too on Parlay Play. Something that you cannot do on prize picks or underdogs. Check it out. Link down below. And uh, yeah, with all that being said, let's get into the video. Uh, let's quickly take a look at um, the spread plus the total for both these games. So where you're looking at right now is the Odds Jam Sportsbook screen. Uh, if you guys are interested in, in signing for Odds Jam, you can use the code DKDFS for 25% off your first month. They have a ton of different stuff. I had the Fantasy Optimizer um, for, for sites like Parlay, Play Underdog, Prize Picks. I brought that up in my video uh, talking to player props. So you guys want to check that out? You can check out that again in the video that I just uploaded. But um, Saints Panthers right now it's about a three point spread. The Saints are favorite on the road, and the Brown Steelers, the um, Browns are about two point favorites without Amari Cooper. The total in both these games, um, let's say. So we got thirty nine and a half for Saints Panthers, and about thirty eight or so for Brown Steelers. Again, what, what this does is if it shows you if you wanted to take a side, it gives you which book, which sports book offers the best odds. So super helpful, saves a lot of time. And uh, yeah, so both games project to be relatively low scoring. Um, but uh, let's just get into the player by player breakdown. So we'll start off with the quarterback position. So we got Deshaun Watson at 6'4", Derek Carr at 6K, Bryce Young at 5'6", Pickett at 5'4". Um, take a look at ownership. I am a little bit surprised. Um, Looking at this ownership, I would have thought that. So, what I think is going to happen is the majority of the field is going to look to Deshaun Watson or Derek Carr. But right now, ownership relatively spread out um, with, you know, Carr, Watson around you know, 30% ish, Kenny Pickett a little bit lower than that, and Bryce Young the lowest owned. But I'm a little bit surprised how much ownership Kenny Pickett is projected for. I would have thought he would bet a lot lower owned, kind of in that Bryce Young category, or, you know, you know, pretty low on and then Watson Carr getting mostly ownership. So I do think Watson and Carr are probably your best overall quarterback plays. Watson, probably my favorite. Um, just because he's mobile. He had 45 yards in the ground last game. Um now he is missing Amari Cooper, but still I think he's probably him or Derek Carr, your safest quarterback plays. I think they're gonna get a good chunk of the ownership. Um Carr, again, nothing crazy last week, but 23 or 33 for 300 yards and then uh, four yards on the ground. So those two are, are probably your safest overall quarterback plays. If you wanted your contrarian quarterback, for me, it's Kenny Pickett. He is somewhat mobile, even though he had four yards on the ground last game. Um, they were playing from behind, so they had to air it out last game. But um, I do like the price point for Pickett. I don't think he's be that popular either. I think most of the field, again, is going to look to Watson or Derek Carr. So 
I think if you wanted your contrarian quarterback, for me, it would be Kenny Pickett. Um, if you want to look to Bryce Young, sure. I prefer Pickett if you wanted uh, to go to that lower-owned quarterback, though. Let's talk about running back. Nick Chubb is at the top at 8.5K. He's going to be popular. He just is. There's not a lot of spend-ups on his slate. So that's why I'm saying it's going to force <clears throat> some ownership <clears throat> on a guy like Nick Chubb. I think he has the highest floor plus ceiling. Now, here's the concern of Nick Chubb. We take a look at the snaps for him last week. It wasn't great. It really wasn't. 36 of the 74 snaps, and Jerome Ford played 30 of the 74. Now, this game was a blowout, and at the very end of the game, you didn't see much Nick Chubb. So I, I do think Chubb will play a bit more than what we saw in week one, but still somewhat concerning. Um, now, Chubb is going to be very productive in the touches that he gets. Um, and with Cream Hunt gone, uh, you did see four catches and four targets for Nick Chubb. So even though I do think he's like a little bit overpriced, if you look at like the other spend-ups, there's just not a lot of spend-ups on this slate. So by default, I think Nick Chubb is going to be popular. I think he's a good play. Um, I think the competitive game, we're probably going to see close to like 70% of snaps would be my guess for Nick Chubb and then probably 30% for, for Jerome Ford. Um, but yeah, even 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 with 70% of snaps, I still think Nick Chubb's a really good play. Nashi Harris, 6'2", not a huge fan. Again, it's kind of just like three yards in a cloud of dust, it seems like, every time with, with Najee Harris. Snaps weren't amazing on him week one. If you take a look at it, he played uh, 33 of the 63 snaps, 25 of the 63 for Jalen Warren. You saw a few snaps for Anthony McFarland. Um, so Harris, at this price point, he's more of just a contrarian play. Doesn't mean you cannot play him. It's just that I don't love the price on him. Like, I think if you're going to make me pick between the backs, I might give the edge to Jalen Warren, uh, who was a little bit more involved in the passing game. Ran a lot of routes. Uh, on his 25 snaps, he ran 19 routes. So it, it, it's kind of clear Pittsburgh does like Warren as they pass catcher. Now, again, this game was a blowout too. So maybe now she sees a few more snaps that the game's is competitive. But I'm not in love with either of the Steelers' backs. Now, one guy that I do like a good amount here is going to be Jamal Williams, 6K. I know he didn't do much last week, but it's just the opportunity thing. Um, there really wasn't anyone else behind him. Tony Jones saw a few snaps. Kirk Merritt saw a couple snaps. Kendrick Miller is questionable. Even if he plays, I don't think he gets a ton of work. Um, so, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of Jamal Williams. But 49 to 65 snaps around 24 routes. Um, I'm expecting a similar workload here for Jamal Williams in a much better matchup than we saw week one. So I think he's a very good option in that range. I also do have interest in Miles Sanders. Um, you got him and Chuba Hubbard, similar price points. I mean, just give me Miles Sanders all day long over Chuba Hubbard, right? Uh, Sanders is still the RB1 here. Um, he played 44 of the 77 snaps. Chuba Hubbard played 28 of the 77. So, I mean, if Sanders is like 2K more expensive, then, then you can maybe make the argument for playing Chuba over him. When Shuba is so close in, in price point to Miles Sanders, I'm just going to play Sanders every every time over him. Um, Sanders had 18 carries and four catches and six targets. So I like him a good amount in the mid-range. He's going to be relatively popular in the slate, but I think Sanders is a good play. Shuba, again, he was productive in his limited touches, but like I have a hard time playing him over Miles Sanders when they're similar priced. And then you know, we, we talked about Jalen Warren. If Kendra Miller can't go, Tony Jones most likely will be the backup, but he barely played last week. If Kendra Miller plays, you would assume he's going to be the backup, but how many snaps will he get, right? Um, the, the one other guy I want to mention here is Jerome Ford. I think boxer watchers will probably just avoid him. 15 carries, 36 yards. He lost a fumble, too. So they're going to see, oh, two fancy points, but can't play Jerome Ford. Mm. I don't think the Browns are a team that, like, you know, 
just using a true bell cow back. I do think Chubb is still going to play a good m- amount. Again, I'm thinking maybe 70% snaps. That leaves about 30% snaps for a cheap Jerome Ford close to min price. I think he's sneaky in a millimaker setting like this one, right? Jerome Ford, in my opinion, I actually think he's a pretty good running back. We didn't see it in week one, but um, I do think he's pretty talented. He's a solid pass catcher. And again, he played 30 of the 74 snaps, ran 12 routes. I think he's kind of sneaky at no ownership on this slate. Let's talk about the wide receiver. So at the top, again, Cooper is 6-1. He's not expected to play. Um, I'd be very surprised if he does play. He injured his groin in Saturday's practice. So we're not expecting Mark Cooper to play. Um, Olave, Michael Thomas, very safe at the top, in my opinion. They're your safest wide receiver plays on this slate. Um, you know, the number one, number two options and probably the passing attack that you're going to feel the best about for Monday Night Football is going to be the Saints passing attack. Um, look at the snaps last week for these two guys. You saw them play majority of the game. 51 of the 65 snaps for Olave. And Michael Thomas played 52 of the 65. Both ran a ton of routes. Um, Michael Thomas still looks pretty good. I know he's been banged up for a good chunk of his career, but he still looks solid out there. Olave had the huge day. Both Saints receivers, I think, are good plays. Both will be popular. Actually, factoring in price, I think I do prefer Michael Thomas. But as I said, there's just not a lot of spend-ups on this slate. So you have to spend your money somewhere. And like by default, you're just going to see a lot of people look to jam in these top guys, which I think it's the right move. You have to spend your salary, right? No, I do think in a, in a Millie Maker um, tournament like this one, you, you can leave some salary on the table, but I don't think I would go like crazy. Showdown sites where I'm a, I'm a little bit more inclined to leave a lot of salary on the table. Uh, I got two games like this. I still think you can, but I'm not looking to leave like 2000 on the table, which like I'm totally fine with doing that in like a showdown slate, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, Lave, Michael Thomas, I think both very good plays at the top. George Pickens. So you guys watched my content over the last, you know, couple years you know i'm very high on george pickens i think he's a really talented wide receiver and now you got no deontay johnson now here's the thing it's a really bad matchup against cleveland but like who else are they going to throw the ball to right um so i think pickens is a really solid play and i don't think he's gonna get a ton of ownership um so i like him quite a bit for for gpps let me see projected ownership i still project for a fair amount of ownership i guess um but uh yeah should be operating as wide receiver one and I think Pittsburgh's going to try to force feed him the ball just because, again, they don't really have anyone else they could go to. Uh, take a look at the snaps last week for Pickens. He played 56 of the 63 snaps. Deontay Johnson got injured um, kind of early in the game. He only played 27. The other receivers we'll talk about in a bit. Allen Robinson played 56 snaps. And then it was Calvin Austin that was operating as wide receiver three. He played 35 snaps. Um, so we'll talk about those guys in a bit. But I like the ceiling a lot in Pickens. Uh, bad matchup, but... Still a guy I think has a pretty high ceiling. All right. Elijah Moore is 4.5K. So he had three catches and seven targets. Donovan Peoples-Jones is 3.7K. These two should be operating as the wide receiver one and wide receiver two for Cleveland now that Amara Cooper's out. So um, again, there's a lot of value on the slate. Those two, I think, look like pretty good value plays. DPJ played 66 of the 74 snaps. Elijah Moore played 51. Now, as far as who's going to get wide receiver three snaps, that's a little bit more unclear for me. You got Marquise Goodwin who played 10 snaps. Tillman played 11. David Bell played 10. I think they could kind of mix in behind Moore and DPJ. So I don't know if I'm willing to take shots in those guys. But as far as DPJ and Moore go at their price points, I think they're both pretty good wide receiver plays. Um, both should get ownership. Um, uh, you know, you're not going to be contrarian playing either of these guys. And Elijah Moore, uh, both both these Cleveland re- receivers project very well. 
uh, for their price point. So I think they're both good values in Moore and in DPJ. Again, no Amari Cooper, or most likely he's out. So these two uh, get a pretty big bump there. Allen Robinson, 4-3, uh, did have eight targets. Again, he should be operating as a wide receiver too. I prefer Pickens to Allen Robinson, even though Pickens is more expensive. But Allen Robinson's still going to have a lot of opportunities, and he's cheap. And I think he will be a bit lower owned than those two Cleveland guys that we just talked about, right? Um, you know, DPJ and Moore, and looking at ownership projections, it makes sense that those guys are projected for a fair amount of ownership. Where a guy like Robinson uh, is coming in way less owned, way less projected owned. Um, so Robinson, I think, is a fine value. Rashid, Rashid, Rashid Shahid, that is it's hard to say. Um, he had a good game and five catches and six targets. Also had two rushing attempts. He's 4.2K. Now, the snaps weren't amazing on him, but he's pretty clearly the wide receiver three, 35 of the 65 snaps for Shahid. So um, I don't think he's going to play as much as some of these other guys that we just talked about, but I do think he's going to be involved. And like I said, I think the Saints passing attack is the passing attack you should feel the best about for Monday Night Football. All right, now we get to these Carolina receivers. Um, DJ Chark is questionable. Now, even if he plays, I don't think he'll be... I don't think we have full, like, uh, like a full workload. Now, let's take a look at the snaps for Carolina in week one. But Carolina, looking at the snaps, you saw Adam Thielen play 68 of the 77 snaps. 67 of the 77 for Mingo. And Marshall played 69 of the 77. So, you basically saw them play three wide receivers most of the game. LaVisca Chenault was the wide receiver four. He played 25 snaps. So, Take a look at the price points. If Chark is out, I think Thielen's my favorite, but Mingo and Marshall would both be for, like none of these receivers really didn't do really did a ton with their snaps. But if they're going to see almost the entire game again in a game they're probably going to be playing from behind, sign me up for some of these cheap Panthers receivers. Um, again, I think Thielen being my favorite, but I've understood Mingo, I've understood Marshall. Now, if Chark plays. I don't think Chark really would affect Thielen. I think it would. I think he would take snaps away from guys like Mingo and um, Terrence Marshall, and Lavisca Chenault would lose snaps too. So these Panthers receivers are cheap, but if if the Panthers could at least just score some points, like at least one of these receivers is gonna have a pretty good game. Um, I think my favorite is um, Adam Thielen, but I have interest in Mingo. I gotta have interest in uh, Terrence Marshall. And then we mentioned Calvin Austin. I think he's going to be operating as wide receiver three here for Pittsburgh. He had a really good game in limited snaps. Six catches on six targets. No no interest or no interest. No issue with uh, Calvin Austin there at that price point. Um, Kirkwood did see a little bit of snaps for the Saints, but probably not enough for me to consider him in this lady. But 22 of the 65 snaps. And uh, yeah, that's it for wide receivers. Let's finish up a tight end. I think my favorite overall tight end play on the slate is going to be David Njoku. He didn't do a ton. He did not do a ton week one, but still put a good amount of snaps. And now there's no Amari Cooper. I think what the field's going to do is they're going to look immediately to Elijah Moore and DPJ, who I do like. But David Njoku is a guy that's also going to get a bump. He played 54 of the 74 snaps. So um, I like him quite a bit at that price point. At Frymuth is 4.5K. So the issue with him is the snaps are not amazing. That's kind of what I was expecting for week one for him. He only played 32 of the 63 snaps. Darnell Washington played 24 of the 63, and he ran 16 routes. Hayward played 17 snaps and ran 14 routes. They mixed in three tight ends. So that's my worry with Fryermuth. And also, he's projected for a good amount of ownership. 
So, um, Ryan again, I know there's no Deontay Johnson. You would assume he gets a little bit more looks, but uh, I think he might be a little bit over-owned um, tonight uh, based on what we saw week one. Saints tight ends. All right, so looking at the Saints, Jawan Johnson played 49 to 65 snaps. That was a good amount of snaps for Jawan Johnson. Taysom Hill played nine snaps. I cannot wait to be trolled by Taysom Hill Monday Night Football. He's going to pound in like two touchdowns and just ruin the slate. But yeah, Jawan Johnson, 4.1. I think he's a pretty good tight end play too. I think I would rank him at the top here. And Joku won, Johnson two, uh, Pat Frymuth three. Hayden Hurst is 4K. He also saw a fair amount of snaps for Carolina. Um, he played 41 of the 77 snaps, ran 30 routes, and he had a pretty good game, right? Uh, five catches and seven targets, one touchdown. So I've, I'm totally fine with Hayden Hurst, too. Um, below that, again, Taysom Hill, I'm ready to be trolled, as I said. He had one target and three carries, even though he only played nine snaps. So he's going to be you know, mo- mainly a guy that comes in around the red zone. So he's he is playable. It's just like, uh, I'm ready to be trolled, man. I'm ready to have Jamal Williams. I'm ready that for them to just pound one in with Taysom Hill. Um, it's happened so much over the years. So, like, you have to consider Hill. Even though they played nine snaps, you still have to consider him. Um, backup tight end Harrison Bryant for Cleveland, more of a Millie Maker play, but he still saw 27 snaps. No, he only ran nine routes. So, that is the concern. Um, we talked about Hayward and Washington. I would rather play Washington over Hayward. Washington played more snaps than Hayward. Um, I guess they ran similar routes, but 16 uh, routes and 24 snaps for Washington. 14 routes and 17 snaps for Hayward. So, again, more millimaker plays there. Akins was the tight end three. Uh, again, Jimmy Graham saw a few snaps, but not really enough for me to consider him. And then, de- as far as defense goes, I mean, defense is a high-variance position. I don't know. I think the Saints will probably be the most popular defense, but I'm, I'm okay with any of these defenses. Browns will definitely be a defense against ownership, especially after what they did week one. <coughs> oh, sorry, guys. My allergies are acting up a little bit. Um... I think Browns, Saints will probably be relatively popular, but any of these defenses, I think, are in play. Um, and again, you guys know I hate that we still have to play defense in 2023 for daily fantasy sports. But that's going to wrap up this video, guys. Um, if you have been enjoying, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Again, if you're interested in player prop stuff, make sure to check out my video. We just full swap the Sunday board on YouTube. So go check out the three props I talked about for Monday Night Football. Good luck, and we'll see you guys all in the next video.